Hello, dear friend. Welcome one more time to another Bible study here with Victory Church. This is a beautiful evening, Wednesday, February 17th, 2021, from Odessa, Texas. I say hello to you. Victory Church, ready for a new Bible study. I am Gian, the founding pastor of this church here, and I am having a great time studying the scripture especially that I am about to share with you this passage. I invite you to join me. I am using the easy-to-read version. The passage of this morning, this evening, comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, where we are going to read from verse 1 through 12. It's about John the Baptist. And uh, we are going to read now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, this is the reading. When it was the right time, John the Baptist began telling people a message from God. This was out in the desert area of Judea. John said, change your hearts and lives, because God's kingdom is now very near. John is the one Isaiah the prophet was talking about when he said, there is someone shouting in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make the road straight for him. John's clothes were made from camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist for food. He ate insects, locusts, and wild honey. People came to John from Jerusalem and the rest of Judea and from all the areas along the Jordan River. They confessed the bad things they have done, and Job, John baptized them in the Jordan. Many Pharisees and Sadducees came to where John was baptizing people. When John saw them, he said, You are all snakes. Who, who warned you to run from God's judgment that is coming? Change your hearts and show by the way you live that you have changed. I know what you are thinking. You want to say, but Abraham is our father. That means nothing. I tell you, God could make children from, from Abraham from these rocks. The axe is now ready to cut down the trees. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water to show that you have changed your hearts and lives. But there is someone coming later who is able to do more than I can. I am not good enough to, to be the slave who takes off his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will come ready to clean the grain. He will separate the good grain from the straw, and he will put the good part into his barn. Then he will burn the useless part with a fire that cannot be stopped. Powerful, powerful passages from the scripture. Yes, my friend, that's the nature of John the Baptist. Great personality, very controversial, unique individual, related to the Lord Jesus, 
indeed. But let's talk for a moment about the target of these conversations. Well, there were, I will say, two groups of people. You know, those who were curious because they wanted to hear the message that he was preaching. And the other group were the leaders, the religious leaders. Among those, you have the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were kind of working together, but they were different. The Pharisees, they obviously, they were believers in the scripture, the Torah, but also they believe in certain traditions and uh, particularly some traditions that were passed by oral means one generation to the next. The Sadducees, they, contrary to that, they wanted to believe only and strictly what was written. That was the main point that made them different, Pharisees and Sadducees. But the main point was not that. The main point was that Sadducees did not believe in resurrection. They didn't believe in the life after death. They said, once you are dead, you are dead. That's it. <laughs> so they were not really the same kind of people. They were leaders in the community and they performed different other functions in the society before the Roman Empire took over Jerusalem and after. The point is, they were together there just to try to look good in the eyes of people. That's why John the Baptist spoke to them so roughly. Let's put this on hold for a second and let's go back to the other group of people. They were the curious ones coming from Jerusalem and any place near the Jordan River. They wanted to hear to this preacher. It was a different kind of message. You know, John the Baptist was the one talking to people directly to their hearts, inviting them to change their hearts and lives. That was a revolutionary message. And it's a very necessary message today because we need to hear more and more about the change from our hearts, the change of our hearts. You know, we can pretend be different. We can look clean. You know, more likely anybody can take a shower, shave, comb his hair, put a nice shirt, put a nice pair of pants and shoes and, you know, goes out and pretend that it's a nice, decent individual. Anybody can do that. Well, most people can do that and pretend. Anybody can pretend. You know, a woman can pretend being a, a good woman because it's taking care of children or the house. But we don't know what's going on in her heart. The message from John the Baptist was confrontational. And he didn't have any issues by telling the truth. But, okay, you understand, there are two groups, the religious ones, Pharisees and Sadducees, and the curious ones. And here is John the Baptist. The Baptist. John the Baptist. <laughs> okay, here's John the Baptist with a very weird dress code and a very special diet. A loner. Someone without uh, this group of people around him all the time or, you know, pretty popular kind of guy. No, it was, it was controversial. 
He was different. Everything about him was different. But he knew what is what he needed to do. Today we find many kind of preachers, different personalities. Perhaps you are the kind of listener, you are the kind of person that likes to hear a preacher that is what we call on fire. The kind of guy that is jumping so excited and talking to people and, and you know, screaming and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you get excited, you know, he makes you cry. And then you say, that is the message that I wanted to hear. Because you, you like that kind of communication. But on the other hand, you have the other kind of preacher, the other kind of communicator that is a little bit more relaxed, more casual, if you like, someone that tries tries to make you reason with him about his argument or his presentation, whatever the message is. And some people like that kind of preacher better. Maybe you are one of those who says, you know, I, I, nobody needs to be yelling at me. Explain to me things and I can understand. But the main point in both styles or any other style that you can find is what's the message? The message is a message of changing our hearts and lives because the kingdom of God is near. God's judgment is so close. And you know, that is within a context and also is personal. Many things in the Bible, many, are within a context. Many things, many prophecies, many things have to be done in a context, and they can be applied strictly to Israel. They can, they can be applied to everybody. But also there are many other things in the Bible that are very personal, something between you and God, in your timeline, in your, in your lifetime, in a very specific moment. But the thing is, when you hear a message that talks to you about changing, repenting, that kind of puts you to think. And that is exactly what John the Baptist was doing. So all those people coming from Jerusalem and the Jordan River, they wanted to hear more and more about him. They found in some point, that moment when it's between you and the Lord, the moment where you need to make a decision. The decision is, are you going to change or you will continue doing what you are doing? I find amusing when people say, he has changed so much. He has a change of, you know, 360 degrees. <laughs> and you know that in geometry is wrong. There is no change of 360 degrees because that is a full circle. The half of it is 180. That's repentance, my friend. You were going in one direction and then you say, no, I cannot live that way. I'm going to change totally the opposite. We live here in Olesa. We go and I, in the highway I-20. If we take the route going east, we will go eventually to Dallas. But if we go west, we will go to El Paso. Do you understand? Repentance is, I don't want to go to Dallas, I want to go to El Paso, or vice versa. 
repentance is a change of 180 degrees when you just don't want to continue doing the same thing. You want to do the opposite. That was the message of John the Baptist to the people, and, and he was pretty strong about it. Now, many of those people, the hearers, the average people listening to that message, they decided to change, and they said, Hey, can you baptize me, please? Which is the normal step to anybody who hears the word of God and then says, I want to change. I want to commit to God, to the church. I want to commit. What do I do now? Get baptized. Get into the water. The Lord Jesus did it. In this same chapter 3, you read the next verses and text tells us about the baptism of the Lord Jesus by John the Baptist. The one who said, I am not worthy even to take the sandals. I'm not a, even a slave worthy to do that for him. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. The Lord Jesus himself did it. So why you want you don't want to get baptized? You can find any explanations about it and say, well, because of the weather is too cold now or whatever. But what are you going to tell really God one day if you don't want to get baptized just because you don't want to get baptized? That is something between you and the Lord. And it's true. Nobody has the right to tell you anything about it. But I'm inviting you to think about it because it's the right thing to do. Precisely the nature of repentance, changing. You say, yeah, <laughs> I got to get this done. Then you call your minister, set an appointment, and get baptized. I will be happy and delighted to baptize you. Anyways, so here is John talking to people to get to change their hearts and lives because it's not about appearance. It's not how you look or how you pretend to be. Is a change from your heart, of your heart, and changing your lifestyle. You see? That is the message that John shared. Very confrontational. And he had no problem of calling people things as they were. These two groups, the Pharisees and Sadducees, with their own particular agenda, they wanted to look good in the eyes of people. They said, well, I think we should go there. So... People will see us that we also repented. <laughs> we also got baptized. Oh boy, that was a wrong idea. Because John called them snakes. <laughs> Imagine somebody calls you, Hey, eagle, how you doing? Eagle? Man, I am an eagle. <laughs> Imagine somebody says to you, You are a tiger. Oh man. That sounds great. Hey, you are a tremendous uh, buffalo. Man, I'm a buffalo. Those are great animals to be <laughs> used, you know, as a, an illustration of character. But if somebody says to you, what's up, snake? <laughs> That's not that good, right? You know, in... in in the book of Genesis, the story of Satan talking to Adam and Eve, which was the animal that they is used there? Snake. 
And that is the same animal John used to refer to the Pharisees and Sadducees. You snakes, liars, you are not real, you are not legit, you are just pretending. Do you know how much is needed today? That kind of preacher, that kind of leader, that kind of Christian today. Telling the truth. It's not popular, I know. Every time I'm, I share a message that is very confrontational, you know, I know I will lose some followers because they say, that's not nice. You know, you are just being brutal in your exposition. No, my friend, I'm telling it as it is. Some people don't like to hear that, but it's needed. You know what? I wonder, do you think preachers like John the Baptist are needed today? What do you think? Now, let me ask you another question. Do you feel that you are like John the Baptist? Someone that talks to the people that care exactly as it is? You notice that John the Baptist was like in a hurry, you know, just in a hurry. I, I got to get this done. Certain urgency on him telling him, I got to get this done. Well, there was a reason. He was actually pointing out how wrong was the king's behavior by having an affair and living in adultery with his own brother's wife. That's pretty bad, my friend. That's pretty bad. And that costs John's life. Precisely for telling it so clearly. No, I know very well. Although I want to tell it as it is. I don't want to be killed because I am preaching the truth. The scripture tells us to speak the truth in love. Sometimes it doesn't matter how loving you can be to tell somebody what you are doing is wrong. When you are telling somebody that this what they are doing is wrong, they just don't like it. But why do we do that? Why would you talk to one of your relatives or friends or neighbors or somebody that is acquainted with you and telling this person, I am concerned about your life. I know it's none of my business, but I am concerned about you and your health, your family, your future, your eternity. I would like you to think about it. I would like you to reflect on your life. I am praying for you. I would like you to consider repenting, changing your heart and your lifestyle. Can you imagine if you say those things to somebody that you know is doing what is wrong? And you are kind. You are nice. You are loving. But you are telling this person as it is. Things as they are. And you tell this person, I would like you to reflect on your life. I don't want to intrude. I just want you to I want, to, I want you to know what I am thinking because I care for you and I am praying for you. 
Just think about it, please. Reflect on your life. Can you imagine that someone that you know that is going through a horrible season because he's doing everything so bad, you talk that message, confrontational, like John the Baptist, and you tell this person, reflect on your life. Can you imagine if this person changes? Can you imagine if this friend of yours, relative of yours, neighbor, whoever, can you imagine if this person changes and comes back to you and says, I want you to know that that day that you told me that, you really made me angry, but you put me to think, and I think you're right. I need to change. Maybe you are thinking, you know what, I'm not the one who can point fingers to anybody. You know, my life is a mess. My friend, that's just an excuse. You don't need to be perfect to invite people to reflect on their lives. Do you understand that? You don't have to have a perfect life to tell somebody that you love, that you care, that you're concerned about his future and says, I want you to reflect on your life. I'm concerned about your life. Forget about what they can think of you. If you really care for that person that you know, that is so troubled, tell them you are praying for him, for her. Tell them. And if you feel that you are not the right person to talk to, because whatever reason you don't feel that you are able to have a conversation about those topics with your friend, just tell them, I would like you to consider listening to this preacher. I would like you to, to reach out to this pastor. There are ministers, people that are willing to talk to individuals today. I am one of those. We will love to talk with people about changing their hearts, changing their lives, being devoted to God, because there is a future. You noticed in the, in the scripture we read, it says that the trees that are bad trees are going to cut down and then they will be in a fire that will never stop. It's a fact. There is hell and there are going to be many, many people going to hell. Some of them, they never had the chance to stop to reflect on their lives. Imagine if you could do that for somebody. Stop them. Just invite them to reflect on their lives. You don't know the impact that you can make in the life of somebody until you try. You can do it, my friend. And remember, if you are the one who needs to change, it's a change 180 degrees, full repentance, being devoted to the Lord and being committed to the church. Thank you for watching. Have a great night.